new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Glad to have you here this morning. I'm Jared Warren. He is Jordan Earls, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. Good morning, everybody. Man, we talked last time about your baby being born possibly two weeks out, you said, if you're lucky. Yep. We recorded that on a Thursday, and you went in on the next... We went in that night. We went in that night. Yeah. That's right. So he's like, hey, I'm, we've got a week, about a week out, two weeks if we're lucky. And then he, he writes me from the hospital and says... Hey, we're going into labor, I think. And I was like, oh, no, man, you'll have like several episodes of that uh, before you actually go into labor. Wake up in the next morning and I'm seeing pictures being posted. Yeah, you were talking mad crap, bro. Dude, I just know what happened <laughs> with 90% of the people out there whenever they had a baby. And uh, it was not that. Yep. Uh, it was not. So so tell us tell us about it. Tell us what's been going on. Yeah, so it was, it was super nuts. Um, we went in Thursday at about 7 o'clock yep. that night. Uh, my wife was having some some problems. And so... We checked into the hospital. My wife is a nurse, and so she, she's pretty aware of what's going on. And the doctor checked her in and said, hey, we're going to monitor you all night. We're going to try not to put you into labor, um, but it looks like you may be going into labor. About 3 a.m., we had to do an emergency C-section, and the baby was born 3.22 in the morning, 7 pounds, 1 ounce. He's gorgeous. We're calling him Bear. Bear, yeah. I saw that. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the motivation behind that? My dad used to call us that as a nickname. Yeah. And I just think it's cool. It's like, it's strong. Bear. Maybe he'll be a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Or or a politician or, a, <laughs> you know, incredible, know. whatever he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's going to be awesome. Uh, well, man, congrats. That is so awesome. And uh, you now have a son. Yep. Man, I am so excited about this episode today. And I just want to go ahead and dive in because I'm starting to feel the pressure, but in a good way, of 2017 coming our way. And I... I've mentioned to people before that if you wanted to get a really fast start in 2017, you probably should have started mapping out what you were going to do as far as your goals and everything True. at the beginning of quarter number four. I think that's where people really go wrong. People start saying, yeah, I'm going to spend some time over the holidays. I'm going to spend some time over the break, really um, you mapping out my goals and whatever. It's too late, in yep. my opinion, at that point. And the only reason I know that is because I've done that for so long. Uh, my big deal is I used to get in a deer stand. My dad builds these incredible deer stands that have like the grandma's old bathroom heater with the fl flickering flames in there. And I get in there with my iPad and people are like, dude, you're not hunting. And I'm like, no, I am. I'm out in the, <laughs> I'm out in the, I'm out in the outdoor. And they're like, yeah, that's not hunting. So I've got, you know, usually ESP and watch going in there or something. And I see some deer walking around. So you're hunting your future. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, I, I really don't care about killing anything unless it's a monster buck. If it's not bigger than what I've killed before, I'm probably not going to do it. But it's just, I've always said sitting in a deer stand or sitting on an airplane are the two biggest ways that I can be productive. Always yeah, agreed. But here's where I've gone wrong. And I, I really want you guys out there listening to tune into this is that whenever I wait until the end of the year, because there's no work going on, it's just a good time to have some downtime. To me, it's too late at that point because I start really trying to map out my goals, my thoughts and ideas. And even though I'm super productive doing that, my brain, in my opinion, and maybe some of you out there are different, but I would, I would challenge you on this. My brain can't kick into gear fast enough whenever January 1 hits for me to be rolling. Okay. And, and here's why. Most people that are in entrepreneurial spaces, they're in sales, 
they are in some sort of an action-based business where they have to get up and go make things happen each day, there's a cycle with that. And there's a lag. Your actions today don't mean profitability for tomorrow. So true. Same thing with working out. Same thing with um, healthcare, nutrition, whatever. Whatever you do today does not automatically you know, wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden there's a change, right? Yep. So here's why I say this. If you start in quarter number four, if you start at the beginning, you're going to have a chance to start reshaping your mind around the new year that's coming. You're going to be able to adjust and prepare and change and tweak some things, but you're also creating at that time. Anytime that I've been the most uh, creative from a productivity standpoint, it's when I'm highly in tune with my goals. It's whenever I have a chance to really sit down and in the action, not in the rest, but in the action, sit down and map those things out. That's when I've been not only creating productivity that that tidal wave starts rolling on into the new year, but it's also getting me ready to shift and adjust on anything I need to change. So, man, when January comes, I started doing this two years ago. When January comes now, I'm ready to rock and roll. I've probably adjusted a couple of things, but I've been I've had momentum going the entire time. Well, and there's a difference between goals and commitments, right? Absolutely. And if you got a chance for a whole month worth of those commitments to marinate and really get inside your bones, you're going to be off to the races in January, right? It's yeah. not, I've got some ideas on, on what my goals are, quote unquote, for, you know, on January 1st, you sit down, you have that conversation with yourself and your, maybe your spouse. You haven't had a chance for those goals, quote unquote, to really marinate. Yeah. They haven't sunk in your soul yet. Yeah. So I like the idea of really just kind of giving yourself a month to just believe what you want, know what you want, and kind of have a vision for that that wakes you up every morning. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really comfortable and it really is logic. You know, a lot of things we talked about that last time as far as how your brain works, whatever seems logical, whatever seems rational is not always the way your brain works. So it's rational and logical for us to sit down at the end of the year and go, man, I've got some downtime now. It's perfect. There's not any work to do. There's whatever. I just find that it doesn't work. Okay. So what we're talking about today is productivity and systems to help you guys really attack this year. And that's something that I'm passionate about with people that I coach. It's something that I'm passionate about for my own business and my own life and really just learning by failure. Failure's feedback. Failure's not the end result. And for me, it's like, okay, I can fail, you know, fail forward. You've probably heard that yep. phrase before. I can fail forward, meaning I can fail at what I'm doing now, but I'm still pushing forward. I'm learning from that. So I would tell you guys a couple of just quick tips, ideas, thoughts that I want you guys to take time. If you haven't started goal planning yet, it's not the end of the world, right? But just take this and learn from it. One of the biggest things that I do, not necessarily in, in goal planning or setting my commitments, but just being efficient with time and running forward with time. And that is each night, some of you may have seen me post pictures about this on my social media, but each night I go into the bathroom and uh, after I get a shower, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm winding down for the night, just kind of getting my priorities. That to me, either shower time, which is think time, or the time that I'm outside the shower brushing my teeth, those are some of the most thought-provoking times for me. And I would argue for most of you, it's the same way. But I start thinking of things. I'm like, oh man, I really need to do this tomorrow, or I didn't get this done today. So what I'll do is I've got markers. Uh, my kids had these markers, these dry erase markers that have magnets on them. I stick it right underneath the mirror in my bathroom. If you don't have that, no big deal, right? This is just what works for me. But they've got magnets on them. I stick them right underneath the mirror in my bathroom. And so whenever I think of something, when a thought comes through my mind, I reach down and grab it, and I immediately write in the corner of the mirror. That's I write a great it up idea. there. Okay? So I'm doing basically a brain dump. I've talked about Craig Ballantyne before, my good friend Craig. He does a brain dump, uh, or he's got his uh, Perfect Day Formula kit 
fact, I've got it right over here somewhere, but he's got a, a notepad that does a brain dump, has a brain dump section on there to where the night before you basically just dump everything down and then you've got it there and you don't have to worry about it. You just do a brain dump on your, on your notepad, right? Get up the next day. You've got it all right there in front of you, but you're not having to worry about it that night. Kind of the same thing here yep. for me. I write down on the mirror, need to call such and such, need to schedule somebody for the podcast, need to do this with my staff, need to do whatever. And I'll put, you know, I'll put three or four things up there that are going to be crucially important for me to get done, either that I didn't finish that day or that I know I need to get done tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. The next morning I go into the bathroom, I'm getting ready. Same thing. I'm brushing my teeth again, washing my face, getting ready for the day. All of a sudden... I'm going to think of a couple of things again that need to happen. So I write those down on the mirror as well. So by the time I get done getting ready in the morning, from the night before to the morning, there's probably, on average, there's probably about eight things, five to eight things that I've written down. I then take my phone. You guys may have heard me talk last time about the app called Roger, R-O-G-E-R. In Roger, I've got a dedicated channel. What that is, guys, it's a walkie-talkie that you can download on the App Store. Which but is it, incredible, by the way. We've been using it back and forth. Yeah. It's so convenient. Roger and Voxer. Voxer is a little more social. If you've got a group of people like my entire office uses Voxer now for all of our text messaging and chats and mainly for the, the walkie talkie component because it just sits there and plays back and forth with, you know, 10 people on it. But with Roger, you can set up a dedicated Dropbox channel, which means whenever I record. So what I do is before I leave each morning and I wait until I literally am ready to leave, I'm dressed, I'm ready to go. I grab that phone I start recording my dictation and I'm reading very slowly off everything that's in the mirror there. When I get to the office and I'll pop my computer in, I've got automatic alerts on my Dropbox. So when I plug in my computer and it comes on, one of the first things that pops up is a box saying such and such file has been added to your Dropbox. Well, that's my most important things list for that day, right? So what do I do? First thing I do is I click that because then I'll forget it if I don't. I click that, I've got my headphones in or I'm listening through my computer speakers. Whenever it pops up, all of my dictations are there, and I put those into a working to-do list that I'll talk about here in just a second. But I would be curious for you guys if you're doing anything like that as far as a brain dump. For me, the mirror helps because it's right there in front of me. I'm doing it at the two of the most strategic times of the day, which is shower time, brushing teeth time. You know, that you're kind of captive there. You can't really go anywhere. But that's where some of my deepest thoughts happen, writing them on the mirror dictating them into Dropbox. And you don't even have to do that, right? You could take a picture of it. You could do whatever you wanted to do, but I will do that. And then very few things fall through the crack that I know need to get done as a result of that. How powerful do you feel like a to-do list really is? Well, you know, it could be semantics, but I hear people go back and forth on this. I think where most people are telling us to go nowadays is away from the to-do list. You know, I've got to do all these things that just feel like a grind and feel like you're just, you know, never getting caught up to creating a success list. And again, people are going to hear that and go, ah, okay. Is that semantics? Is that, is that silly? Is that even necessary? I'll tell you, I was that guy, right? I was the naysayer for so long. Now I hear things like that. And even if a twinge inside of me goes, eh, that's okay. They're coming up with a trendy name there. I think it's real. Okay. Because here's why. On a to-do list, you're listing out anything and everything that just has to get done. I talked yesterday about my book, From Success to Significance, where in chapter two, we talk about lining out your ideal calendar. If you don't map out your ideal calendar, you're going to get caught up in a lot of the shoulds and not the wants. And so we really need to map out our wants in life and our shoulds in life and then figure out ways to delegate or strategize to get away from those shoulds, right? Yep. But here's the deal. If you create a to-do list, you're probably putting a lot of shoulds on there, stuff that has to get done. And you feel the pressure now of having to get that done. And not that that's a bad thing. I mean, we all need to get stuff done during the day, right? But a success list 
is what I think I'm creating whenever I'm brain dumping on the mirror. Because yeah. those are things typically that are I'm not putting on there, I need to go get my oil changed. Like, I'm probably just going to lock that away in my mind. I'm not going to take the time to write that up there. These are strategic things that are either going to push my business forward, push my brand forward, push the podcast, push my coaching clients forward, push my office forward, whatever, or staff issues or whatever. Things that are going to move the needle. To me, that is a success list. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So, Jordan, I'd be curious what you have found works or doesn't work in an area like this when you've listed out things in the past, or have you worked off of a to-do list? What's been helpful for you? Yeah, I love a to-do list. and you know, call it a to-do list or a success list. To me, if I don't see something in front of my brain, it's probably not going to get done. I'm too ADD. That's why I keep an ideal calendar, like you say. I know every single day what I have to get done from hour to hour to hour because my ADD brain is like, squirrel, that's, right. that's I'm not doing that. I've got 15 other things in my brain, yep. you know. Um, so if I don't see it written right out in front of me, it's probably not going to get done. Yeah. And, you know, figure out the way that works best for you guys. Right. I mean, this is the way that works for us. But I would say for most of you out there, if you can find a way to create, uh, you know, call it what you want. Right. Call it a success list, whatever. My big deal with a to do list and not that it's right or wrong. I think it could be right or wrong for you or for me. Right. It depends yeah. on how our brain works and how we get motivated. For me, a success list had those just inconsequential things on it that I really wasn't motivated to do. Oh, crap. Yeah, I got to go get an oil change today. When in the world am I going to squeeze that in? But it's got to get done or something, something, you know, whatever your yeah. whatever your deal is. Right. So, you know, whenever I'm looking at that, I'm going, OK, there's probably three or four things on here that are in my shoulds category. That's not motivating me during revenue generating activity time. My success list, though, anything that I glance at on that list, I know is going to move the needle. Yeah. And I don't end up typically at the end of the day with three or four or five things that didn't get checked off that now have to get moved to the next day, but which by the way, are going to get added to all of my other things. Right. So whenever I'm looking at that, I'm going, okay, if I can put five to eight things on a list that I know are going to be my most important things for the day. And I know typically those things are going to get done. Then I don't have all of those shoulds on there. Maybe I, maybe I make a list of shoulds on Saturday, or maybe I'll make a list of shoulds on a Friday whenever I'm taking off time after two thirty or noon or something like that. But during my revenue generating time, man, most of us are in activity-based businesses. We're in performance-based businesses. We have to perform. That's the name of the yeah. game. And so many people aren't performing out there because they're working on their shoulds or they're carrying over three or four things to the next day. And it's just not getting them motivated to do what they need to do. So that's why Which I found that it really is exactly what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. If we don't want to spend four hours on the phone with AT&T trying to save 20 bucks, sure. that's four hours that we could be generating revenue in our high activity sales gig or in our, our personally owned business. Right? Sure. Yeah. I was telling you before we started here, I've got a ticket. I thought I was going to be able to fight it, but uh, I watched the video online and I just rolled right through the light. <laughs> I was ready to put up a fight. But before I even went into that video, thinking that I probably did stop, thinking that I probably was careful at that red light because I know where it is every single day and I've been popped there before, I throw up the video online and I'm like, okay, I, let's figure this thing out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a case here. Nope. I rolled right through the light. But before <laughs> I went into that, I was already thinking, well, wait a minute. Even if I do decide to fight this, it's a $75 ticket. Yep. I think I'm probably just going to pay it. It's right? probably going to take you three hours to fight it. Oh, yeah. It, five. Uh, yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's right. So let's continue on with this path here because I want to make sure that the, uh, the listeners are dialing into this. Guys, the brain dump has been the biggest thing for me to get my mind around and really understand that if we're not writing our thoughts down, I mean, I would think about things at night whenever I was brushing my teeth or doing whatever and just winding down and go, man, I really need to make sure I do that tomorrow. When I get in, I'll send that email out. I'll just remember it because it's important. And then two days later, I would think about it. 
right? That doesn't help anybody. Yep. So here's the other thing that I do, guys. Whenever I come in and I listen to that dictation, you guys have heard me talk over and over and praise Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Asana is a working to-do list, success list, whatever you want to call it. It is a real-time working list that you're able to use with your staff, that you're able to use with yourself, that you're able to use with groups, however you want to do it. But basically, you take people's email addresses and you invite them into these groups. They can then see anything that you list uh, that you put in this list. You can make one private for yourself. You can make one. I've got a couple that's just me and Andy, my right-hand guy here, uh, who is 68 years old, by the way, and wears cool socks like you. He's always telling me I need to step up my sock game. <laughs> he, has, he has more energy than I do. He's 68 years old, and he's one of the he's an awesome business partner. But uh, but he he keeps me young. You That's know, great. he sees me like trying to look at energy drinks or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I'll eat some raisins and I'll stay energized <laughs> through the afternoon." I'm like, "Dude, I want to be you when I grow up." Um, he's like you kids. Yeah, but but we created a sauna. He's got some that are private to him that just kind of have his things that don't need to get bogged up in my list. I have the same thing for the podcast and for business and all this the other stuff that I'm doing. But then we have our own lists that are connected and tied together, okay? We've got any business that we're working on together, anything that we need to be tied to. But what I'll do is I'll come in, I'll listen to that voice dictation, and the entire time I'm listening to it on out of Dropbox, I'm putting those tasks in Asana, okay? Some of them I may need to assign to him. Some of them I may need to keep for myself. But I will go to my Jared Today is how I have it listed. And I know that even if I've got other items in another working or running list somewhere else, I go into Jared today. Those are my most important things that I need to get done today. If I don't get something done for some weird reason, which I typically do, because those are the most important things that I'm racing toward. If I don't get something done, I'll carry it over to the next day, which rarely happens. But the difference is when I show up the next day, I don't have a couple of shoulds on that list that I'm like, oh, yeah, crap, I still need to get that done. I have meaningful revenue generating activity type things that I know will be the first things that I dive into on that day. Yeah. So it's just for me, it's a way to be way more productive. You can print off lists in Asana. You can, I mean, it's just great. I, I would encourage you guys to go check it out. A-S-A-N-A, Asana.com. Go in there, put your username, password when you set it up for the first time, and then just start inviting people on your staff or people that you're working on, you know, business with out there. Uh, and it's great. It's the first real-time working to-do list that I've ever seen or success list, however you want to phrase that. And it's great. I can't speak highly enough about it. You got to wonder what that name means. Is that an acronym? Asana? You know, I'm, I have no idea. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think it means it works. Fair <laughs> That's what, to us, it works. It's the one thing that's helped us really move the needle on certain things. So, so yeah, I would encourage you guys to go out there and get it. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, you know, I think something that's interesting, we're talking a lot about productivity and this whole idea of, of, you know, America is such a consumerism nation, right? We consume more than we produce nowadays. What I find is interesting is how much more enjoyable I feel my life is when I'm producing and not consuming. Does that resonate with you at all? I mean, do you feel like when I've completed all the tasks that I feel like I was created to do for the week, I feel like high on life. Oh, Whereas yeah. if I take some time off and maybe we do some shopping and maybe we do some traveling, I enjoy it, but I don't feel, I'm, maybe the endorphins just don't kick in the same way, but I don't feel as happy. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we were created for purpose. We were created for meaning um, by our good creator. And I think that's built in and wired into us. And whether it's meaning, seemingly meaningless things like just marking off things on a, on a list that you've set up to do, 
I think we are wired to thrive and we're wired to go get stuff done. Even if your personality is not the take the ball and run with it type of person, if you're a little bit more reserved and a little bit more, you'd rather kind of be in the back office rather than out in front, you know, eye to eye with people, whatever it is that you're doing, we have that release of dopamine. We have that release of norepinephrine or epinephrine. We have that release of serotonin and all of those things in our brain that we are wired to have kick in. I mean, I don't tell dopamine to kick into my brain when I'm getting lots of stuff done. That shows that I'm wired to get stuff done, right? I'm created that way. And so whenever I look at that and I go, man, I just knocked off. Um, And dopamine can also get you in trouble because it makes you stay in your emails for too long because it feels good to go through there. So you you have to monitor that. But if I'm really set up on my most important things to do of the day list and I start knocking those things off, that dopamine kicks in. It naturally happens. I feel good. I feel like I have purpose. I'm creating. And that is when my purposes and my vision for where I'm trying to go feel most successful. I yeah. am I am not good. I am burning. You know, you talk about burnout and things like that. I used to say for so long, one of my goals in 2017 is to never mention again how burnout I was. And for faithful listeners of this podcast, you know, I've said that a lot, especially in my earlier episodes. Very wise people out there have helped me understand that burnout is really just kind of this thing where, yeah, you may need to get more sleep. You may need to refuel. You may need to recharge. That's a little different, though. When most people are talking about burnout, they're talking about they're just sick and tired of doing what they're doing, and they're trying to figure out how to get excited about it again. That's because you're not playing to your passions. You're not playing to the things you were created to do. So, yeah, I totally agree. My purposes are more fulfilled when I have purpose and meaning that I'm driving forward toward. Yeah, it's like my wife gets mad at us because I don't want to take vacations every week. Right. I'm happy to do a vacation a year, maybe two vacations a year, but I don't get near as much enjoyment out of going to sit in the mountains or maybe sitting in the beach as I do just creating and building an empire. You know, I I think that's, it's powerful. It feels good. You're building something. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. No, absolutely not. And I would say for most people out there, if you don't hit your commitments of where you're trying to go, it's, it truly is because you're not playing to your passion. You're not utilizing that over time. So I think that's great. The other thing uh, that I think does that are are the systems that we're talking about here. It allows you to get stuff done. So for example, you mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago, but my green card that I have that I've talked to plenty of people about before. In fact, hold up. I'm going to grab one real fast. Hang on. Hey, Facebook Live. So guys, you've heard me talk about this before. This is my green card. I get one of these every single day, if you can see this on here. And you've heard me talk about it before, but I don't know if I've ever been able to share this with people. So this is for, uh, this was for yesterday, Thursday, December 15th. So what you can see here is you can see my schedule from the day before. That way, if I have any additional notes that I need to mark or write down, nothing's falling through the cracks because I can come back and go, oh yeah, I forgot to give Andy that document for this meeting that I had here, or I forgot to send that email to this individual that I said I was going to send it out to right after the call. And then right after I got off the call, I got super swamped doing a lot of other things. You have uh, a section here that we created for reminders. Those reminders now go into Asana. So Andy takes that, since we're connected uh, on, that, on Asana, he takes that and he puts my most important things in his mind, the things that I've asked him to hold me accountable to, he throws that into the Jared Today category. So there's going to be some things there that in his mind are important that I may not even remember. Somebody said, hey, call me back in six months. I'll be ready to meet with you then. And I don't want to be responsible for rem- remembering yep. that. So he's going to put that there. 
Here's my calendar for today down here in this section. I had two meetings yesterday that I made notes on as soon as that meeting was over. I marked off the ones that I didn't need to make notes on. And then down here at the very bottom, for those of you that are able to see this, uh, for those who are just listening to the podcast, hopefully you can visualize this. It's just one single sheet of paper. But down here at the bottom, these are things that I told him from the day before were priority for, for he or someone else on my staff to get done. Not necessarily anything I was handling, but I take it and go, hey, this is absolute priority today. I have to have this done today. He puts down here, this was done and this is done. So when I look at that the next day when I get my green card, I don't have to ask again, hey, did that, did that get finished? Did it get complete? If he didn't get it finished, he's going to put on here, still working on this, whatever. Chills me out. I don't have to Man. stay stressed about worrying if things are happening or, or That's not That's brilliant. I love the bottom of that. Yeah, and we made it green. It was yellow at one point. I think Office Depot didn't have any more yellow paper, so Andy bought this neon paper, and it just stands out. If I've got a ton of stuff here on my desk that I'm working through, I've always got this right in front of me every single day. And at the end of the week, here's the other thing that we do, is I'll have notes on this. So these, these notes that I made on this green card, if I didn't finish those and I still have some follow-up work to do because I'm waiting on the client or I'm waiting on something else, I keep these throughout the week. And on Friday, which is today, today's Friday, we're going to have what's called just a green card. Rec just we, we reconcile the green cards. So I take a folder out that I carry around with me. It'll have five green cards in it from the week, including this one. We sit down. Anything that has notes on it, I double check with him. Did you get this done or did I get this done? And as soon as we're finished with both of those, I take this green card and throw it in the trash. There's no reason for me to have it anymore. But the days of stuff falling through the cracks or me having to go back to him a hundred times asking, hey, did you get on the phone with them? Did this happen? That doesn't happen anymore because we are in sync. And doesn't that feel so good at the end of the week when you just toss all of those, all five of them in the garbage? Oh, it feels awesome. And, and yeah, in fact, we both like laugh because I like I shred them. Like I take them and just rip them apart. That's awesome. I don't even want to see them anymore. It, and again, the dopamine release in the brain, it's me getting uh, stuff done. The other thing that I use is a system called Rescue Time. You guys may have heard of this before. Go online, download Rescue Time. What it is, is it's a productivity tracking app. I think I talked to you the other day in the podcast about Harvest, where yeah. I was starting these little timers. Uh, this is a little bit different because it tracks your uh, it tracks your URLs or your apps that you're opening on your computer. So everything no from Microsoft way. Word, Microsoft Outlook, if I go to, you know, if I go to success101podcast.com and You're I'm on looking, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah. So what Rescue Time does is it allows you to name things in four different categories. Very distracting, productive, very productive. Wow. And, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you have to, you kind of have to watch it. Like it may, it may list, um, uh, I don't know. It may list a business site that I go to as non-productive just okay. because just because it doesn't know. Right. It's just labeling it a certain way. Well, I know every time I go to that business site, every time I go to Bloomberg or every time I go to Morningstar or something like that, that's revenue. That's yep. revenue generating activity. That's productive for me to work with my clients. So I go in there and I recode it. I put that as very productive Got because it. that's getting stuff done. So after a couple of weeks of doing this or maybe even three weeks of doing this, what you have in front of you is you have real-time reports, and it's amazing. It sends the reports out to you. You can filter by very distracting. I can see that I spent, you know, four hours on Facebook last week, which I would never do, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I can see that. If some of you out there are staying on social media too often during the day, Scott Beebe, a good friend of mine that I had on the podcast recently, I saw that he just released a quote yesterday on Facebook that we all may have heard before, but it said, when someone gets pulled away from deep work, it typically takes, on average, the, the human brain— it typically takes on average 25 minutes to get back fully engaged to the same wow. level of deep work that you were before. 
So imagine all the pop-ups, all the social media, all the things that you're doing that are not productive. If every one of those on average has taken you 25 minutes to get back into, well, the story is you don't ever get back into yeah. it. That's why you leave each day saying, yeah, I never got into deep work. That's just like what we talked about the other week. You know, it's like, how can we truly multitask? We can't do it. I mean, we can't, you can't actually get anything done if you have 15 browsers open at once, you know, and 15 tasks going at the same time. It's just not possible. Yeah. Jordan, what are, I know we all have individual systems that we work through. These are the things that work for me and hopefully our, our listeners will pick up on this and figure out what works for them or make it your own. You, you know, mm -hmm. this is my deal. You've got to make it your own. Um, what are you using in, in line with, um, some, any productivity tracking stuff that you're doing? I know we haven't discussed that before, but yeah, I'm not near as much on my game as you are. My day is pretty, very simple. few are Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my day is pretty simple on Mondays. You know, I've got some team meetings. We kind of plan out the week and then the rest of the week, it's off to the races. I know exactly, uh, what's on my calendar and I'm living by my calendar. So I don't use a whole lot of third party apps. I love the idea of this green card. Yep. I think we're going to start implementing this because this, to me, I like things written down. And I like the idea of being able to toss this at the end of the week. I just think that's brilliant. But I, I keep it simple. Don't have a lot of distractions. You gave me a hard time because I'm, I'm not really on social media too much. I took Facebook and Instagram off my phone. And by social media, um, meaning you're just not even on like text text messages or anything. Yeah, either. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> Um, I no, used to I, get real frustrated with guys like that. And then I've just had to learn through the years that like, there are some people like me, which is probably not great yep. because it probably gets me distracted. But there are people like me that when a text message comes through, if I find value in it, there's yep. plenty that I just leave. Right. But if I find value and the impulse is, oh, I need to get back with them. You'll probably hear back from me within the next 20 seconds. Yeah. Guys like you, I might write to you at 430 in the afternoon and maybe at 6 a.m. the next morning, you'll shoot me back an yep. answer to my question. But the difference is, like, I'm laser-focused on my workday from about 7 a.m. to about 7 p.m. And so anything that's taken me off course of my primary focus, which is building this business, I'm going to get to it, but I just might not get to it during the work hours. And so, uh, you know, I took Facebook off my phone, took Instagram off my phone. It's kind of like, you know, if, if your right-hand sins cut it off, to me, it was just too much of a, of a distraction. That's good. I, I think that's good. Like, I'm sitting here, like, joking about it, but I actually think that's good if that's mm -hmm. what works for you. It works. Since, you know, we started doing this podcast, I put them back on my phone, but I do try to limit it. What I'm curious to know is that um, software you were talking about, not Harvest. What, what Rescue Time. Rescue Time. Rescue Time. Can you use that on your iPhone as well as your desktop? I don't Do think you know? so. Well, I say I don't think so, but I'm not sure. I never explored it. And as I said on Harvest, you can get to the end of the week and realize, man, revenue generating activities, which is really what's going to move the needle, right? Yeah. In, in life and in business, I was 41% productive. No way. I was 51%, 50% productive, whatever. When you feel like, man, I was really crushing it. Well, maybe you were crushing it on those most important things. And that dopamine release felt really good at that time. But in all the downtime or the in-between time, if you go back and look at that, it tells you how many hours you spent. Yeah. You can break it down by minutes per day, hours per week. You can even do a six month. I mean, I can go back and look at an entire year and say, man, I spent 68% of my time on this thing. That's really not revenue generating. Wow. Oh my gosh. Like, like that's, a, it's a good, it doesn't let me get away with anything is why I like it. I'm going to implement, implement that this week. That's powerful. Harvest is good for tracking your own individual categories. I went and spoke with someone in the office. So I call that wasted office time. 
I did this, I did that. I don't track drive time or anything on that because that's just, you just have to do that, right? But that lets you list your own categories in there as far as what you did with your time, whereas this actually tracks your windows that are open in front of your face, which I think is where most of us are going to get bogged down mm. if we're going to get bogged down. Well, I think it kind of comes back to accountability. If you know that you're being clocked, right, your time is being clocked and you're, you're being monitoring, I mean, even if you're monitoring yourself, you're still being monitored, you're going to be much more conscious of how you're spending those minutes. Yeah. If you know at the end of the week, I'm going to be accountable to myself, maybe to my family for the amount of time that I spent just playing office and not doing anything, chances are you're not going to spend the time on Facebook that you were spending, or you're not going to spend the time maybe reading the articles that are not relevant to you today. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how much time we waste. And back to that whole idea we talked about before of playing office, we play office a lot. I play office a lot. I try not to do it as much anymore because these systems... I know where my weaknesses are and my weaknesses are not in naturally. I think there's some naturally systematized people out there that are just, you know, whatever. They just build some of this stuff in, but I think we all need help. Yeah. You know, we could go on all day about this. The other thing that I was going to tell you guys, uh, have you heard of ultradian rhythms before? Nope. Okay. So, so your body has these two, uh, really internal clocks or internal cycles. And the, the research world refers to these as circadian rhythms and ultradian rhythms. Yep. I tapped into this a while back whenever I was trying to get more sleep and trying to understand how to basically reset my clock to where I was getting up at the same time every single day, even if I got to bed a little later the night before. If we had a dinner, uh, if we had an event, if something happened, I may go to bed an hour later than my normal ideal time, but I still wanted to get up at the same time. And what that does is it sets your circadian rhythm up in the morning down at night melatonin producing in the brain to get you sleepy at a certain time and you can do certain things to uh to hack into that as far as the blue blocking glasses at night uh that my friend james swanick sells uh that i've talked about before taking melatonin if you need to be careful with that though how often you take that so there's things you can do to reset that clock but then you also have the less talked about ultradian rhythms which is where people who are in the cognitive thinking community the deep research uh, deep thought research around how our brains work they say that the the average human typically has somewhere between about 30 to 60 minutes of just burn power in them. Even if something that you really love doing, you're doing it. After about an hour, if you're working deep thought, deep work on it, you're either going to start losing a little bit of engagement and be less productive. Or like me, I need to go walk around. Like I just, I can't just stay fully connected um, in that for a longer period of time. So I would say my ultradian rhythm is probably somewhere a little little shorter maybe around 30 minutes 30 45 minutes whereas some people can go a little over an hour and be fully engaged but at some point we've got to call a timeout and take a break even if you don't feel like it because what you're doing when you take those breaks is you're resting your brain you're kind of hitting a reset and then you're getting back into it again so you guys may have heard the pomodoro technique where you go now they've got an app for it but you can set it for different times but it's normally about 50 minutes on and 15 minutes off mm -hmm. And what you're doing in those 15 minutes is you're walking around, you're not checking your phone, you're taking a break, you're just you're just recharging for those 15 minutes and then boom, you're right back into deep work. What I use is a timer that I actually started using whenever I started working out and it's called Gym Boss, G-Y-M-B-O-S-S, -S, just like it sounds. Okay. And what it's set up for is for intervals. So if you say, look, I'm gonna do, you know, come up with a workout. I'm gonna do 20 minutes or 20 seconds of this exercise. I'm gonna do 20 seconds of this exercise and then I'll do a minute of this and then yeah. I'll do another minute of this and then I'll rest for two minutes. Right? There's a lot of interval workouts like that out there. Gym Boss, which is actually a timer. You can go online and buy it, but they also have an app now. You can set all of your intervals in Gym Boss. So if I say, look, I've got to knock this thing out. It's probably going to take me at least an hour. Hopefully I'll stay in deep work for, on it for that period of time. I'm going to set my Gym Boss for an hour. 
Mm. I'm going to set the second timer, the sub timer underneath that. I'm going to set that for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever I think it needs to be for. And then if you can just, you can just duplicate those and you can say duplicate it five times. So what happens is timer goes for an hour. I know exactly what I need to work on. I can even put comments in there on the app. I've got a 15 minute break. Timer goes for an hour again. I've got a 15 minute break. It can do that all day long if you're working on things. I don't have to worry about what should I be doing now? Or am I spending too much time on this over here? Well, hey, we appreciate y'all listening, tuning in on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, do me a favor, guys, if you hear this, go check out Jordan Earls on Facebook and tell him how much he's missing out. Tell him a big congrats on the baby, on Bear. Yeah. I want you guys to just blow up his inbox this week or his, uh, his Facebook feed with just congratulations and, and welcomes to the new baby. And that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. <laughs>